Hey, man, I'm, I'm excited about uh, this weekend. I'm excited about what God's doing. Uh, and, they, you know, it's already been mentioned in the service a time or two maybe, uh, you know, about connecting with people and getting in groups and, and uh, doing life together and building some relationships. And, and I'm telling you that it's just a great opportunity to just hook up. Uh, you know, we, we started a thing uh, last week called the Traveling Taco you know, we told you about it, the Traveling Taco. Tickets are selling out on Saturday night. So if you want to go on that, you're going to have to come on Saturday night, I think. But, uh, you know, the guys the, the, just getting together and doing life and having fun, building relationship and getting stronger. And, uh, you know, there's some photos of them on the bus. And they were, they were just, and there's Todd with the uh, uh, amazing churro. And that was life-changing for Todd. That's what Todd said. He said it was life-changing. And, uh, uh, but you, you have no idea... Uh, what God could do in your life if you would be a little bit more open to the people God's put in your life. Thank you for that great response. You have no idea. Okay, and, and people, you know, the Bible says, I, I have strength for all things I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. You know, the majority of the time, the strength actually flows through others and, and and they have a strength that you don't possess and 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 the, and the guy see you ask God to send you something and he sent a someone and the someone is actually uh, gonna empower you for the something that you've been needing breakthrough in and so you need someone in your life not anyone someone right and you and you need some godly relationships and people are a blessing from the Lord It's so funny. Every blessing comes with complications. Okay. <laughs> amen. I got, I got a bigger amen there than I did with people. So, so be open. Amen. Be open. Hey, you ready for the word of God today? Amen. I think we ought to give God a hand and thank him for his word. His word is everything. I just want to jump in here because this is, this is going to be good. Okay, you ready? Okay, look at your neighbor and say, buckle up. 1 John 5.14, let's just start there. 1 John 5.14, now this is the confidence that we have in him. How many know that you can have confidence in him? I said, how many know that you can have confidence in him? You can have boldness, okay? You, there's a boldness that comes. The more you get to know him, the more bold you're going to be, right? And, and confidence is the ability to speak boldly. Confidence is the ability to speak. This is the, this is the confidence. This is the ability to speak boldly that we receive from him, from, from knowing him. Who's him? Him is Jesus. Jesus is the word. So you get into the word, the confidence begins to grow because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You begin to get into the word. Your confidence begins to grow. You begin to say what he says, and confidence just begins to elevate through the roof. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask, everybody say, if we ask. If we ask. No, say it really loud. Say, if we ask. If we ask. See, there's a great big if right there. It's really weird, but, you know, a lot of us are under the impression that we shouldn't have to ask. Like, if God wants something done, he's just going to get it done because, well, he's God. He's sovereign. He's all-powerful. He's got, you know, everything in control. God is in God. God. God is in control. There's a small problem with that theology, and we're going to touch on it in just a minute. But you, you have to understand that you have a role in this thing. We are co-laborers together with him. And you, you have a role in this thing that, that I think, it, I'm, this is why I'm kind of excited today, because I think if we can, if we can shed just a, just a different light on it, uh, I think it might change your prayer life radically today. 
If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, everybody say whatever. Whatever we ask, we know that we're going to have the petitions we've asked of him. You know, I'm not certain why people don't pray more, you know, and, and why prayer life, uh, you know, is, is not at the level. And, and let's just be real for just a minute. Let's not, let's not pretend like it's just Saturday night attenders that have this issue. Let, let's, let's accept a, a, a responsibility for just a moment that each and every one of us could probably level up in our prayer life. That there's probably room for improvement because it's not that there's a lack of things to pray for. That's not the problem. Okay, it's not, it's not that they're just, well, there's nothing left. No, there's all kinds of stuff that we need to be going to God and talking about. And can I just tell you this morning that there's all kinds of stuff that, uh, that, that we just need to, to, to wrap our heart around. But, uh, you know, your prayers matter even when you think they don't. Okay, your prayers are effective even when you think they aren't. You might think, I know it's supposed to be important, but is it really important for me? And the answer to that question is, yeah, because God has empowered you with, 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 with this amazing ability. And, uh, and, you know, there's a bunch of stuff I can't talk to you about. I can't talk to you about architecture or marine science. And if you want your car fixed, you do not want to bring it to my house <laughs> unless you're bringing a mechanic with you, Okay. Because, uh, you know, if you bring it over and it doesn't run, we're just going to plant flowers in it. <laughs> we think that kind of looks cool, you know. But, 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 uh, uh, but 40 years of thought and study into this stuff, there's some things on spiritual realities I think I can help you with. And, 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 and if, you can, if you can get this, uh, it, it's going to change some stuff. It's, it'll change the trajectory of your life. And, and one of the problems is that in our culture, we're under this impression. I don't think most Christians understand the dispensation that the world is in. Because, uh, we, you know, we know that God is powerful, and we know that he's all wisdom, and we know that he's God. But you do realize that uh, God can only operate by legal means. Like, uh, uh, prayer is the legal means by where God intends to interact with the world. See, remember, God made man human in his image and in his likeness. Humans, two words, humus and man. So God took a spirit, that's man. Humus is the dirt part. God, God formed the, the body out of the dirt, but he put the spirit out of himself into that. So it was a spirit it, living inside a formed body, and he gave dominion to a spirit living inside a formed body. And it's important that you understand that when he gave dominion, he didn't take it back when Adam messed up, because what Adam did, Adam and Eve, the, through theft by deception, the, you know, the, the enemy came into the garden, and remember it says, in the form of a servant or, or a serpent. And so uh, the enemy was a spirit that that, that borrowed a form and came in and, and found a loophole in God's law and took dominion away from Adam and took authority away from, from mankind. And, and uh, see, we, 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 think, we, we, we think weird thoughts. We, we think, how could a loving God allow these things to happen? Well, it's not him. It's us. See, you have dominion, you have authority, and God can operate, but legally, only by invitation. 
So he can't, why? Because he's given us authority. The enemy took it, but Jesus came and reinstated us. And if you are in Christ now, why did Jesus come in the form of a man? So he could legally get that authority back into the hands of God's kids. Are, are you tracking? See, here's, here's the deal, is that a lot of us, we don't like this responsibility part because and you cannot consistently perform a task that's inconsistent with your character. So, you know, you, you like to blame God for stuff that you're allowing to take place. But you probably blame your boss that you're not getting a promotion. I might as well mess with you now just, just by the tone of your gaze. You, know, you, you might be under the uh, 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 impression, you might have the tendency to blame your spouse for your bad attitude. You know what? It's the neighbors. It's the neighbors that did this to us. It's, 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 it's the guy at Costco. One of my favorite ones, and, and I, I have to remind myself this quite often, if I, especially if I go to the other side of the mountains. Sometimes on Road 68. It's like, I can't believe this traffic. You realize, you are this traffic. If you're in the car, out there, you are the traffic, okay? Look at your neighbor say, it's you. Okay, okay. so, 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 so we, we look at God. And, and, and we call on certain things, and, and, uh, but without, without, really under, without having a real understanding. And, and sometimes stuff will actually work out. We're not sure why. We think it's just random or something. And, and, uh, uh, but, but, there's, but there's a process. I mean, and you've had things in your life that, that you were messing with, and suddenly it clicked together, and you went, hmm, I'm a genius. And you could, you could never repeat that act. But, uh, you know, and, and sometimes we just got to get this, see, because we look at God, and we know that God is a merciful God. So God is a merciful God. Mercy is, uh, is intended to ensure that you do not get exactly what you do deserve. How many of you are thankful for the mercy of God? And God, in his mercy, wants to, to, wants to demonstrate that mercy to, to, to all mankind. He wants to ensure that no one gets what they deserve. So he, he, he's at work at that. But not only is he a merciful God, but he is a just God. Right? So we, we would say, and I, and I don't think anybody would disagree, that God is merciful and God is just. Well, and we understand his mercy, but I don't think we quite get the fact that he's just, which means that he won't break that law to show his mercy. So in order to show his mercy, he must demonstrate mercy by legal means. And prayer is the legal means that gives God access to demonstrate his mercy. See, without prayer, somebody prayed for you. Somebody, somebody prayed for your family. Some of y'all are sitting in here right now and you're thinking, how in the world did I end up in here? They're all around you. They've been praying for you. Okay? And, and, and without that prayer, see, God can't operate without the invitation. So you have to open the door. God always desires to show mercy. But, but the devil stole it. He stole, he stole, he stole the authority. And, and uh, matter of fact, look at this, Matthew 4, 8, 9. This is when Jesus is being tempted. Everybody say tempted. tempted. 
okay? So he's being tempted by the devil, and, and it says the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms, everything man had built, every, all the people, everything going on, and, and, and all the glory. And he said, uh, all these things I will give you if you'll fall down and worship me. Okay, now in order for this to be a temptation, it had to be true. So he couldn't offer him, he, you know, it wouldn't be tempting if he said, I'll give you all the kingdoms if, if he didn't have authority over all the kingdoms. It'd be like you trying to tempt me to, to leave the ministry to, to pursue, you know, a, a career in golf. I, that's not a temptation. Okay, why? Because I already know. I get one good hole every round. That's not good enough for tour. Now, I like to think of myself as tour ready, but I'm not, okay? You know, the devil couldn't tempt Jesus with something that wasn't true. And basically, he was saying, hey, if you'll do this, I'll, I'll, I'll empower you to fulfill your mission, and you don't even have to die. And you remember that that's what Jesus was praying. God, if there's any way, make this cup pass by me. And, and the enemy is tempting him with that. And why? Because he had that authority, and he had the ability to offer it to him. And so when he was shown all those kingdoms, he was tempted. And, but he, but he, didn't, he didn't cave in. Somebody say he didn't cave in. So here's the deal, uh, you know, you, you just got you to you start thinking, in order for God to remain just, he can, he can only legally act in accordance with the, with the request of the people through prayer. So we have to ask. I think the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Ask and it shall be given. So we know the Bible, we just don't apply the Bible. See, uh, and so he's got to be asked because dominion was given up. You know, uh, uh, look at 2 Corinthians 4, 4. It says, the, the God of this world, notice that, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine. So, so there's an enemy. We, we quote Jeremiah 29, 11 all the time, that God has a plan, and it's an awesome plan. But how you know God's plan is awesome, but the enemy has a plan as well. And, and, and you have to understand something, that the enemy is the God of this world. And he is defeated, and he's under our feet, but you have to demonstrate that defeat. And you, you'll have a lot greater uh, you know, success rate if you give God access to get involved in your situation. Remember, the, the, the John 10 uh, says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So the thief, the thief will come, and he'll pick the lock, or he'll, he'll kick the door down. But God said, I stand at the door and knock. Why? Because I need to be granted access. You know, why isn't God moving in my life? Well, have you given him access? Have, have you opened the door? And, and, and God, through his word, tells us how you and I can have this huge influence on the, on the earth. Look at Matthew 16, 19. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Do you know this is how you can make a difference in the world? You have influence over what's performed in heaven. Heaven's responding to earth, not earth responding to heaven. Amen? So you kind of got to deal with this real quick, that it doesn't make any difference how tired you are. It doesn't make any difference how busy you are. It doesn't make any difference if you're missing survivor. You need 
to pray. To pray. There are people who are never going to see heaven without our prayers. And I personally don't want to stand there and watch people be condemned to an eternity of separation because I was changing out the air cleaner on my Harley. Prayer is also how you resist the devil and obstruct his plan. Okay? Because remember, he's not looking for a legal way to operate. But your prayer allows God to come. And heaven is, you know, it's amazing, the song we sang today, heaven will come to fight for you. Heaven will come to fight for you. Okay, so real quick, I, I, I want to give you three points about prayer. Uh, but first, I want to tell you a little story, the story about this boy and his father. And, and he would pray every night before they went to bed. We used to do it with the boys all the time. You know, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm blessed, and I'm anointed. And we'd pray that prayer. And, and, and uh, it was kind of cool because I found out the other day that TJ and Paige, they're praying that with Annie. And, and you know, and, we, and I continue to pray that over my kids. And, uh, and this, this guy had this similar situation with his son where they prayed every night. And one night they were getting ready to pray. And the, and the little boy looks up and he says, hey, Daddy, I want a little brother. And his father said, well, son, maybe you should just pray about that. And so the little boy just that night started praying. He prayed every night for a month. He prayed. And after a month, nothing happened. So uh, he just kept going. So he went for another month. Every night for the second month, he just kept praying. One little brother. Nothing happening. Third month, he kept praying. In the three months, nothing had happened. So he just kind of moved on to other stuff. And, uh, but six months after that, his dad picked him up, put him in the car, drove downtown, went to a big building, walked in, went down this hall, pulled back this curtain and said, hey, I want to introduce you to your brother. Sweet. And then he said, but look, and he pulled the curtain back a little bit more. That, that, that's your, that's your other brother. Awesome. And he said, well, hold, hold on, buckwheat. And he pulled it back one more time. And he said, that's your third brother. This is awesome. He goes, aren't you glad you prayed? And he said, yes, I am. Aren't you glad I stopped after three months? Hey, your prayers are making a difference, amen? Look at somebody, tell them your prayers are making a difference. Okay, three points that you got to get. You got to get this, you got to wrap your heart around it. Whatever you do, fight for this revelation, okay? Number one, God has put his power in you. God has put his power in you. Luke 24, 49. Uh, he said, behold, everybody say behold. That, that word, when you see it in the Bible, you got to stop, focus, and make sure you see it correctly. That's what behold means. It means hold on, slow down, focus, make sure you get this. I'm sending the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. There, there's power that's going to come upon you, and it's going to change everything. Look at Acts 1.8. You shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. No, say, say it loud. Say power. The word power, by the way, is the ability to produce results. See, a lot of us have been uh, trying all kinds of stuff but not getting great results. Why? Because we don't have much power. 
But you, he said, you're going to receive power, the ability to produce results when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you're going to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. You're going to be witnesses. And I know a lot of times we read this verse and we think about you know, going out and telling people about Jesus, and that's witnessing, and that's cool, and I want you to do that, but a witness is someone who sees something. You know, if you witness an accident, the car got hit right in front of you, you are the witness. And God said, here, here's what he said, you're going to receive power, and you're going to begin to see things that you would never have seen if you had been separated from this power. I'm going to show you stuff. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 33, 3, call me, call me, and I'm going to answer, and I'm going to show you stuff that's going to blow your mind. So, so God's wanting you to understand something, that you have been do- endued with power. You have the power of God residing in you. You are powerful. I said, you are powerful. You are filled with power. When the enemy tries to get you to live defeated, he's trying to get you to devalue the power that God has placed on the inside of you. Do not devalue that power, but learn to understand it and how to operate in that power. Look at this. Here's a verse most of us are familiar with, Ephesians 3.20. It says, now, unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. See, a lot of people can quote the first part of that verse, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. But we forget that it's according to the power that, that's working or residing in us. And this verse is so cool, we got to take a second and break it down because it, 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 it's crazy. Because it could have it just been written this way, that God is able to do all that we ask or think. God is able to do all. But it's like the Holy Spirit said, yeah, that's just not quite good enough, though. They're, they're not going to get it. So he said, let's, let's, let's try it again. That God is able to do uh, above all, above all that you ask. Well, that, that's better, but it's, it's not good enough. God, let's write it this way. God is able to do abundantly above all. Man, that would be good right there, abundantly above all. But the Holy Spirit said, no, man, it's still not quite there. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. How many of you know God is able? I said God is able. His ability is limitless. Come on, somebody. I said his ability is limitless. But get this. God's unlimited ability is limited to the power that's operating through you. So here we have a God who's able. But it's up to us, according to that... that, Kata, it's a measurement. It's to to distribute. It is to measure out. Here's a question for you. How much of God's power do you distribute to your family? How much of God's power do you measure out on the job site? How much of God's power... Do, do, do you operate in, in the current situation you're in? What, what if? Is it possible that, that, that the answer that you need, that the breakthrough that you need has already been prepared, but you have just been lacking in, in measuring out the power that will give access for the promise and the solution to come and manifest? How much more work has to be done for salvation? 
None. Jesus ain't going to die again. So salvation for all mankind is there. But you might be sitting here, but you, ha- you haven't received it. You have not granted access for that to come and be life change for you yet. I'm telling you that the life that God has for you is already prepared. And that what we have to do is we have to understand that we have a role, that we have been endued with power, and we need to begin to measure out that power. We need to grant God access to our current situation. Okay? And so here's the second point, is that you release God's power through your prayer. You release God's power through your prayer. Uh, John seven thirty seven on the last day, the great day of a feast, we'll talk about it in a minute, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the spirit had not yet been given because he had not yet been glorified. And so every year they get together, they have this eight day feast, they'd pray for living water, living water. Remember the, the, it was in reference to the, uh, to the times that uh, they, you know, there's one time they struck the rock, one time they're supposed to speak to the rock, and water would come out, and they, and they always referred to that as living water. And so they'd get together, and they'd pray for living water to flow for seven days, but on the eighth day, they would pray for rain. And it's not that it's wrong to pray for rain. It was just uh, wrong that they prayed seven days for a spiritual manifestation, and on the eighth day, they said, well, if we don't get that spiritual thing, we'll take a natural rain. And, and Jesus didn't let them get into that prayer on the eighth day. He stood up and he interrupted the whole thing and he said, hey, everybody, check it out. I'm the answer to your prayer. I am that living water. And out of your heart, that power that's going to be, that's going to come out of your heart is going to flow a river of living water. You're, you're going to begin to release a river. See, the question you got to ask is, are you a trickler or a gusher? See, we're talking about your prayer life now. Are you just a little squirt? Or have you got some power flowing because you pray? See, a lot of us have more confidence in the hot water heater than we have in the Holy Spirit, right? Because, because we go to the hot water, and we, we open up the hot water valve, right? You open the faucet, and, and, and you put your hand under there. And if your house is like my house, it's not hot immediately, which is weird because I have a device called an instant hot water heater. But in my room, which is in the back, well, I should say our room. That sounds like Shelby makes me live in the back. But uh, just pray for me right now, okay? But 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 in my room, you know, you go in and and, and you open up that valve, and you got to wait a while. Now, once it gets there, you got hot water forever. It just never runs out. But but it takes a while for it to get there. But see, what we'll do is we'll open up that that hot water faucet, and we'll stand there, and and we don't feel anything. But we wait. We wait, why? and we wait, and we wait, and we wait. Why? Because we know if we wait long enough, it's going to get hot. But I'm telling you, that that's the, that's the attitude you got to get with your prayer. See, you begin to pray, and you might stick your hand in there. You don't feel anything immediately. But if you wait long enough, the fire's coming. I said if you wait long enough, it's going to fire up, it's going to heat up, and it's going to be, be, be empowered to produce some change. And God's power is released through your prayer. And if you don't have a prayer life, you're not experiencing a power life. Why, after God told Elijah what he was going to do, 
why did Elijah pray seven times for the thing God said he was going to do? See, effective prayer is taking a word from God and going into God's presence and staying there till you get in agreement with God. It's not that God's going to change his mind to agree with you. It's that your mind's going to be changed so you can agree with him. We have not because we ask not. Uh, but you have to ask in faith, nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. So what do you have to do is you have to spend time in the presence of God praying God's promise. You begin to pray the word of God until you believe it. See, a lot of us are waiting for the environment to change, but the environment can't change ahead of you. You, you, you know what happens is that sometimes, you know, there, there's, there's like, there'll be a little shift in the atmosphere, and, and what we end up doing is we end up, it's not even, it's not really what we were praying for, but there was a shift in the environment, and so we accept that as the answer. But it's not really what God promised. It was just close enough to get me off the hook. So I don't have to carry the responsibility anymore. No, I'm telling you, what you need to do is you need to begin to pray and continue to pray until earth is changed. Check this out, man. And I hope you brought a paper Bible and you're gonna, you can highlight this and underline this and, 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 and just get it. Because if you get this revelation, it'll, it'll change everything, okay? Uh, remember, remember when Daniel, we're not going to go there yet, but uh, remember when Daniel was praying and it, he said, uh, uh, I went 21 days. 21 days praying, and the angel showed up and said, hey, you, you do realize on the first day you prayed, I left heaven with your answer. But there was a warfare that was trying to prevent me from getting through. Matter of fact, I had to call back and get more help. And on the 21st day, they, they broke through. I, I bet Dan was happy he didn't stop on day 20. See, some, sometimes you just got to keep praying. Sometimes you just got to keep praying. Check this out, Revelation 5 8. God's going to add fire to your prayer. Yeah. Look at this. When he had taken the scroll, Revelation 5 8. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the, sa which are the, prayers of the saints. Your prayers are in bowls. Look at somebody say, My prayers are in bowls. See, I think you have a bowl for your family, you have a bowl for your finances, you have a bowl for your body, you have a bowl for your neighbor, you have a bowl for your kid. Yes. See, you got all these bowls, and what you need to do is you need to load the bowl. Come on, some of you guys, your mind instantly went to the wrong place. We're talking about prayer. You, all those little snickers, well, you know how to load a bowl, don't you? Right? No, we ain't going chintzy on this. We ain't going chintzy on this. We're loading the bowl. Don't go chintzy on your prayer. You got to load the bowl. Check this out now. You ready? Revelations 8, and we're going to start at verse 1. When it opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. I'm debating on whether to say... <laughs> because... You know, I think he I think he took a lot of heat last night. But Doug Thomas, you know, do you know do you, do you know Doug? Doug is, is is like a living Sesame Street character. 
isn't he? <laughs> I mean, that's Doug. Love Doug. He, he's, he's a close friend. But Doug's like, oh. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I should say what he, what he okay. Todd's, yeah, tell him, tell him. Because Todd agreed with him. And, and they decided that this is proof that there's not going to be a lot of women in heaven. It's 30 minutes of silence. That's what they said. I didn't say it. That's what, Todd, raise your hand, wave so people know who to talk to directly following sir. Last night I mentioned that Doug was here, and he's like, oh, oh God. And then a lady stopped me and talked for 30 minutes about it. And, uh, okay. That's not the good part. Okay. Verse 2, and I saw seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the angel took the bowls, went into the presence of God, took the fire of God, the same fire that fell on Mount Carmel, the same fire that led the children of Israel through the wilderness, that the fire of God, and, and he set the bowl on fire, and he threw it back to earth. And, there, and, and, and check it out. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and earthquakes. Hey, it, it impacted, it influenced the earth. Your prayers are being collected in the bowls right now in heaven. And when the bowl is full, there is an angel on assignment who carries that bowl into the presence of God. And, and, and the presence of God releases the fire of God. And the fire of God is sent back to the earth with your answer. And it changes your situation. Man, I'm telling you, you don't want to stop praying right now. I said, you don't want to stop praying right now. You want to line up and begin to call unto God who is faithful. Man, let us take hold, hold fast to our profession of faith. Oh, my God, without wavering, because he who promised is faithful. Doug, he said, you know, this is crazy. Because for a long time, I struggled with addictions in my life. Alcoholism almost destroyed me. I was ready to lose everything. And I, I, he said, my mama had prayed for me for years, for years. She'd prayed for me, but, you know, and, and nothing really happened. But one day, one day, I, I call out to God, and I said, God, I don't even know if you're real. But I can't do this on my own. And he said, instantly, the bondages were broken off of his life. And, and freedom, freedom began to, freedom began to come like a river, and he said, man, it's, he said, it just hit me. I, I granted God access, and, and God stepped through the threshold of that door into my life and made, made a tremendous difference. And, and I said, yeah, but I want to point out one other, one other scripture that you might be overlooking. Because the Bible says, if any two of you agree on earth is touching anything, they shall have whatever they request of my Father, which is in heaven. I said, it, you finally agreed with your mama's prayer. 
Man, I'm telling you, there's power in agreement. There's power in your prayer, that your prayer is, being, is, is not going unheard. It's just being collected. You don't, you, you don't want to leave the bowl empty. You, you, you don't want to go to God and make one request and then walk away and say, well, I guess he wasn't into that. No, what you want to do is you want to get the promise of God, and you want to begin to pray the promise. And you want to continue to pray the promise until the fire is added to the bowl, and it comes back and it changes your, your situation. I'm telling you that you have the power of God in you. I said you have the power of God on the inside of you. And God's looking for somebody who will grant him access. Come on, somebody, celebrate today. God, we thank you. Praise you. Praise you. Uh, I, I want you to close your eyes and bow your head. And I just want to pray for you. If there's an area that you need breakthrough, you know, I've just reach a hand towards heaven. If there's a situation that you need the movement of God, just, just reach up by faith. And, and, and you, you know, if there's sickness in your body or, or depression's plaguing you or, or whatever, just reach up. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just, by faith, we reach up towards heaven. And God, we, we reach out to you. The Lord, today, just, just by means of, of agreement with your word and your teaching, Lord, we grant you access. God, we just begin to call upon you right now. Like David said, I called upon the Lord in my distress, and he heard me, and he answered me, and he delivered me. God, I just thank you that you're bringing deliverance into families right now. You're bringing healing and restoration right now. And God, as we begin to pray, we'll continue. We will continue until we see that promise become manifest in our life and in our situation. Thank you, God, that when we call you, you hear us and you show us things. Show us your mercy. Show us your mercy. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here, you say, you know what I need to do is I need to grant God access to my life. I, I, I need that salvation work to be appropriated in me today. We're all going to pray one more prayer. We're going to pray it together. But if you're in this room, and I don't know, maybe, maybe your heart rate's going up just a little bit right now, and you're thinking, man, I, God might be dealing with me. It's time for me to, to get my life right with God. I need, to, I need to open the door because I'm expecting God to do things, but I haven't actually given him the legal access to operate in my life. So today, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, I just want to agree with you in prayer. I won't have you stand or call you forward. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer so I can agree with you, would you just right now just hold your hand up really high? Just lift it up. Thank you. 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 So awesome. Let me tell you, while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you guys that are raising your hand, let me tell you how that happened. It's because we've been praying for you. We've been praying for you. And, and, and as God's getting ready to change your life, you have to agree to allow him to work through you to change the lives of others. And, the, and you're about ready to experience something that's going to be life-changing, but you can't keep it to yourself. And, and so uh, as we pray this prayer, just realize that you are getting, you're getting positioned to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You're going to humiliate hell. God's going to change your life, but he's going to use you to change others. So I just want you to pray this and pray it with faith with me today. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. I give you access, God. Come into my life and do a marvelous work. Give me vision. Give me strength. Give me peace. I choose to live for you every day of my life. 
I'm going to start today. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God a shout. Give him a praise. God, we thank you. We celebrate your presence today.